Well, happy Easter Element Church and welcome to everyone who's joining us online. My name is Jeff Manis. I am the lead pastor here. And for a number of reasons, this is going to be an Easter celebration like we've never experienced before. If you're new with us, I especially want to welcome you. Uh, Here at Element Church, we exist to help guide people to experience life to its fullest, connect into meaningful relationships, and make a lasting impact. And to learn more about who we are as a church, You can visit our website, elementchurch.life, and if you go there, you can also fill out a digital connection card. Just add the word slash new to the end of our website, fill out that connection card, and we'll make a $5 donation in your name to a local charity of your choice. Uh, Also, if you would stay connected to all of our social media platforms, uh, go to Facebook and Instagram, elementchurch.life, and uh, like and share all of our social social media content. It is the best way to stay connected and to keep as many people possible informed about what is happening here at Element Church. Well, I'm always so thankful for the generosity you show as you give back to God through this place that you call home. I know that this pandemic has already affected many people financially, so please let me be clear that if you are new with us or if you are unable to give, please don't feel obligated to give. But if you want to give to God's work here, uh, there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can do what my wife and I do and download the PushPay mobile app and follow the instructions there. You can go to the bottom of our website, uh, click on give there, or if you want to send a check, just send your check to the uh, address that's located on our website. No matter how you choose to give, I just want to say thank you for your generosity. Whenever we are in times like we are in today in our world, there are just a ton of needs that rise up in the community. And for a church like ours, it can be overwhelming to know what needs do we meet. And while we would love to meet every need, that's just not financially or physically possible or even responsible to do. But while we can't do everything, we are going to do everything we can to meet certain needs in our community. And the, the, the lane we've focused on uh, this season is our food pantry. Now, the Element Food Pantry already existed before COVID-19, but as everything began to close a few weeks ago, we kind of changed our focus, uh, redid our hours, even added a delivery service for the food bags. And in the last three weeks alone, we have given away 1,261 food bags to families in need. Each bag has about 40 pounds of food in it. So many people have expressed their thanks and gratitude via email, phone calls, text messages. We even had one of our local news stations uh, wanted to kind of cover what's been happening here through the food pantry. And I want you to see that if you haven't. So go ahead and check out this news footage here. Thank you, Ryan. And many churches have closed because of the COVID-19 pandemic, but that didn't stop some of them from helping the community during this time. KKTQ's Rachel Sauer has the details. Most of the churches across Wyoming have shut their doors after Governor Gordon issued an order that forbade gatherings of 10 people or more. Because of that, several of those churches realized right away that there was going to be a need. One local church decided to fire up their existing food drive and add some modifications. Normally, um, you know, we're only open on Sundays from 11 to 1, but since the uh, COVID outbreak, um, we have been open Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then we also added delivery for people because 
because we all need to stay in our homes as much as possible. Element Church in Cheyenne is still pretty new to the process, having started their food pantry a couple of years ago, but now they say they're all hands on deck. We're so grateful that we have it now because it's just such a need in the community right now. To promote social distancing, the pantry has a drive-up option where clients will wait in their cars while Element Food Pantry staff take groceries to them. But they also implemented a delivery option that the pantry coordinator said they started right away so that people wouldn't have to leave their homes. Especially elder people that are susceptible to disease, um, you know, and then people also that have been quarantined. Uh, we knew that delivery to people's homes was a definite need. The food pantry says that now that they are open more often, they're seeing a large turnout, not only in people driving up, but in deliveries that are being sent out. Yesterday, uh, we gave out 127 bags. Um, today, we're delivering um, about 50 bags, and then that doesn't include people that will come through the drive through line to get bags. So it, the average has been about 100 bags to 130 bags a day. The food pantry says that they currently have a lot of the staff that they need, but monetary donations are always welcome. And if you're someone who has need of some extra groceries, you can drive up during those hours during the week, or you can request a food delivery. There is a phone number, 307-200-8840. And if you call, you just leave your name, address, and phone number, and we will deliver a food bag to you the following day. Reporting in the capital city, I'm Rachel Sauer, KKTQ. I am so glad that we are able to continue meeting that need. And because many of you give, and because many of you are serving in the food pantry, we are able to continue making a lasting impact in a very tangible and practical way in people's lives. You're gonna hear more in a second uh, about another way that we're gonna make a lasting impact today in our community. Because as my shirt says, the church has left the building. So are you ready to hear what we're going to do today? Uh, I know I can't hear you, but wherever you're watching or listening, if you're ready, say ready. Well, you're going to have to wait. You knew that was coming, right? Uh, before I challenge our church with something special, I want to encourage us, encourage us with a message as well. Uh, God used a certain scripture to encourage my heart recently. And I just felt like this was the scripture he wanted me to share with you on Easter Sunday. So before we dive into the message, why don't we say a word of prayer and then we'll dive into the sermon today. Father in heaven, uh, we praise you and thank you that Jesus is alive today. It wasn't a one-time thing or a one-day thing. Easter is celebrated every single day that you are alive, Jesus, and we thank you for that. And Lord, I pray today that because of the power of your resurrection, we would be awakened in our spirits to some new things, reminded of old things in our life. And Lord, if there's anybody today that has yet to put their faith in you, I ask, Lord, today would be the day of their salvation. Lord, open up our hearts and minds to receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's no surprise to anyone that today is the day where the global church celebrates the resurrection of Jesus. Even if you're watching and, and you don't believe in Jesus, even you knew that this was the day we celebrate Jesus is alive. 
Now, you don't have to believe that Jesus is alive. That, that's your choice. And if that's you, if you don't believe, man, I am so, so honored that you would choose to be watching with us. And, and whenever we're able to meet in person again, whenever it's safe and responsible for us to do that, we would invite you to, to join us in person with no expectation at all of you changing what you believe. But I think it's no surprise to you, I just want to make it clear, that I'm preaching this sermon today from the belief and from the assumption that Jesus is indeed alive. Now, as Christians, we are unapologetic about the teachings of Jesus, that, that anyone who believes in him, that he died for our sins and rose from the dead, will be forgiven of their sins, given a new life today, and then one day we will spend eternity with Jesus. I mean, that is the message of Easter, and it is an amazing message to deliver but how does that affect my today? I think that's the question people really want to know. It's awesome that our eternity can be changed. That's one thing. But how does the resurrection, how does that change my every day? Because for a lot of the world right now, today sucks. It just does. There isn't a single person on the planet who's not been affected negatively by this global pandemic. So how does the resurrection of Jesus change that? That's what I want to encourage us with today. And it starts with this big idea. Uh, wherever you're at, it's on the screen you're watching on. If you want to write it down, it's this. The resurrection of Jesus doesn't just change my eternity. It changes my every day. The resurrection of Jesus does not just change my eternity. If that's all it did, it would be amazing. But it also changes my every single day. So here's the question we've got to then answer on this Easter Sunday. How does the resurrection change my every day? How does it change my every day? The main scripture is 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, from the Passion Translation of the scripture. Yes, it's only one verse today, but have no fear. I do still have three points, and they all start with the same letter, so Jesus can be with us today. Can I get a witness for that one? Uh, I will be reading this one verse from the Passion Translation, which is the translation I've been using in my personal devotions uh, so far this year. 1 Corinthians was written by a, name, a man named Paul. We call him the Apostle Paul. But as many of you know, he didn't start out as an apostle. He started out as a Pharisee, part of the uh, most devout Jewish religious leaders. The Pharisees were the ones that had Jesus killed. Paul would have been alive when Jesus was killed. And not long after Jesus rose from the dead, Paul became the leader of a movement to wipe out Christianity from the face of the earth. Paul hated Jesus and he hated those who followed Jesus. But one day while he was on the road to another town where he was going to arrest, uh, torture, probably kill other Christians for believing in Jesus, Jesus appeared to Paul Paul put his faith in Jesus, surrendered his life to him, and the rest, they say, is history. So 1 Corinthians 15, the first part of verse 58 says this, so now, and I gotta stop there. 
Some of you are like, you're never going to end at, at this pace. Like, come on, Pastor Jeff, the clock is ticking. Like the Easter ham is in the oven. Uh, I want to know what this uh, church has left the building thing is all about. My kids got homework still to do because I couldn't take the homeschool thing anymore. Can I get an amen from the homeschool parents today? So hang with me. I promise we're, we're going we're to get there. Paul, Paul started out by saying, so now... Meaning he's referring back to what he wrote in chapter 15. This is the last verse of chapter 15, and all of chapter 15 is all about the resurrection of Jesus. I actually believe this is one of the most important sections of Scripture, important chapters in all of the Bible. I don't have time to read it all today, so I'd encourage you sometime this week, maybe later today, to read all of 1 Corinthians 15 on your own. It's an amazing passage, but I want to point out a couple of things. In verses 3 and 4, look what Paul says. I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scriptures said. So what's most important is that Jesus died, but he rose from the dead. Then Paul goes on to name people. He lists people by name who physically saw Jesus alive after he died. He even said there was up to 500 people who saw him at one time. Many of them, he said, are still alive. So, so basically, these people who saw Jesus, they're still living. You can, you can ask them about it yourself. They're the ones that, that saw him. Then in verse 14, he says, if Jesus is not alive, then our faith is useless. In verse 16, he says, if Jesus is not alive, then we are all still dead in our sins. Hello. And in verse 19, he says, if Jesus is not alive, then we are to be more pitied than anyone else in the world. But Jesus is alive, he said, and he's coming again. And when he comes back, we, we who have believed in him, we will be raised to life to live with him forever. We will receive new, glorified, perfected bodies with no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more pain, no more disease, no more sin, no more death. In fact, look at the, the three verses just before our main scripture, verse 58. Paul says this, 1 Corinthians 15, 54 through 57. Then, when our dying bodies have been transformed into new bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Then back to our main scripture. So now, isn't that an amazing transition? That, that because Jesus has been raised from the dead and because we too will be raised with him to, to be with him forever, so now, because death has lost its victory and sin has lost its power, so now, beloved ones, stand firm and secure. 
Is that not awesome? The resurrection of Jesus doesn't just change my eternity. That's amazing. It changes my every day. That's relevant. So how does the resurrection change my every day? Number one is this. It gives me power. It gives me power. And, and not a selfish power. I'm not talking about the kind of power that overcomes or overwhelms other people. This is the kind of power that enables us to not be overcome by the things that happen in this world. So now, because of the resurrection of Jesus, stand firm and secure. The New Living Translation says this, be strong and immovable. That's incredible. Even in the next chapter, Chapter 16, verse 13 from the Passion Translation says this, remember to stay alert. So, so it's okay to be aware uh, and, and informed of the things happening around us. Stay alert and hold firmly to all that you believe. Be mighty and full of courage. So hold firmly to what you believe. Why do we need to hold firmly to, to all we believe? Because what we believe has a direct effect on how we behave. And that changes everything. So I need to choose to believe that through the power of the resurrection of Jesus, regardless of what happens in this life, I will stand firm and secure. I am strong and mighty. I, I am mighty and full of, of courage. My salvation is in him alone. My sins have been forgiven. My heart has been made clean. My eternity has been purchased. My body will one day be whole. I know that, that death has lost its victory and sin has lost its power. So now when I get distracted by the problems of this life, I will declare the power of the overwhelming resurrection of Jesus in my life. I will stand firm and secure. It gives me power regardless of what happens in this life. Then he says this in verse 58b, live your lives with an unshakable confidence that the resurrection of Jesus does not just change my eternity, it changes my every day. So how does it change my every day? It, it gives me power. Number two, it gives me peace. It gives me peace. Paul said, because of the resurrection, you can now live your lives with an unshakable confidence. Or in other words, you can live your lives with peace. Did you know that peace is the very first thing that Jesus gave and said to his disciples after he rose from the dead? John 20, 19 through 21 says this, that Sunday evening, Easter day, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. They were shaken. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the, the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. You see, the peace that Jesus wants to give us is not the absence of our problems. It's his presence in the midst of them. 
That because Jesus is alive, because of the power of the resurrection, we can now live in peace with an unshakable confidence. Psalm 16 verse 8 puts it this way. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. I believe on on this today, Easter Sunday, Jesus wants to say and give to so many of us the same thing he said and gave to his disciples on Easter Sunday. And this is for somebody watching today. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. In fact, in John 14, 27, he says this, I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give, Jesus says, is a gift the world cannot even give. So don't be troubled troubled or afraid. Peace, Jesus says, I give to you. Why? Because I am alive. So the resurrection of Jesus doesn't just change my eternity. It changes my every day. And how does it change my my everyday? It gives me power. It gives me peace. Number three is this. It gives me purpose. Give me purpose. 1 Corinthians 15, all of 58 now says this. So now, I love that transition. So now, beloved ones, stand firm and secure. Live your lives with an unshakable confidence. We know that we prosper and excel in every season By what? Having lots and lots of money, right? A guaranteed job, plenty of toilet paper. We we prosper and excel by, by having no sorrow, no suffering, no sickness, no disease, no death, right? No. We prosper and excel in every season by serving the Lord. Because we are assured that our union with the Lord makes our labor productive with fruit that endures. That, that because of the resurrection, my life has purpose. And my purpose is to serve the Lord regardless of what's happening around me. When I serve him, it produces a fruit that endures. Can't be taken away. But how can I serve the Lord if I don't know him? How can I serve the Lord if I've never put my faith in him, if I've never received his spirit in my heart? Yes, Jesus wants to change my eternity, but he also wants to change my every day. And both of those things are changed by putting my faith in Christ alone. So have you done that? Have you put your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Have you believed in him, who he says he is, and that he did what he said he would do? Because he's offering you himself today. Hang with me, okay? We're almost to the part where I share the big Easter surprise we've been teasing about all week long. But this is the most important part of Easter. This is what really matters, this moment right here. So if you're a Christian and you're watching or listening, please pray that that God would use this message to reach people for him, okay? There's no greater day than the one you are living in to put your faith in Jesus, to forgive you of your sins, because listen, all of us have sinned, all of us. And that sin separates us from a holy God. 
And if that sin goes undealt with, our separation lasts forever, for eternity. But God loved us so much he sent Jesus. God in the flesh. He came as one of us. He modeled a perfect life for us. He died because of us paying the price for our sins. But three days later, he rose victorious so that any one of us, no matter who we are and no matter what we've done, by faith in him can be forgiven of our sins, given a new life today, power, peace, and purpose to live our lives for him every day. And then one day, one day, we will get to spend eternity with our risen Jesus. If that's you today, and you wanna put your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, wherever you are, I encourage you to say this prayer with me. That this prayer does not save you, Jesus saves you. By your faith in him, this prayer expresses your faith, okay? So just say this prayer silently in your heart to God, Father in heaven. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died for my sins and rose from the dead. So Jesus, my faith is in you. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Make me new. I, I repent of my old sinful life. I turn from the way I have lived. I'm gonna follow you now in my new life. I receive from you salvation. Give me power. Give me peace. Give me purpose to live my life for you. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for loving me. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, it's the best decision you'll ever make. It's the hardest one you will ever live out, and we want to help you live it out. We have some free resources for you. We want to give you some tools to help your walk with Jesus. So if you just prayed that prayer, just very simply take out your, your phone, and you can text the word one to the number on your screen. Text the word one to the number 41400. The word one to 41400, and we would just love to know that you put your faith in Jesus today. If you're watching on the live platform, you can just put in the chat box there, uh, one. Just put the word one, and we'll know that you put your faith in Jesus today. Now, <laughs> are you ready to, to know what we're doing today? <laughs> Again, I'm going to ask you a couple times here to hang with me all the way to the end. Even if you don't participate with us today, you're going to want to know what we're doing because it's, it's, it's amazing. I saw something in the Easter story I've never noticed before. Uh, the disciples were hiding behind closed doors. Jesus appears to them. He offers them peace. He says, I give you peace. But, but even though peace was the first thing he, he said to them and gave them, do you know what the first thing he told them to do was? Was to Go. Not gather, go. John 20, verse 21 says this, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. It's the first thing he said for them to do on Easter day. And where was he sending them? Out, right? Out into the world with the purpose of spreading the power and peace and provision of Jesus because he's alive. So that's what we're going to do today. For the first time ever in my life, on Easter Sunday, the church has left the building. 
Now again, hang with me all the way to the end, okay? Because you're going to need all these instructions. Here's what, you're, here's what we're going to do. If you are able, when I am done, wait till I'm done. If you're able, when I'm done, I want you to bundle up, grab a, a new non-perishable unopened food item that you're going to bring to help provide for the Element Food Pantry. Uh, get you and anyone that you are with loaded up in your car. I know it's cold outside. We're going to be safe. We live in Wyoming. We can handle this, okay? Get in your car, and then I want you to come to the church. Wait till I'm done to come, okay? When you get here, you need to come to the front entrance of the parking lot, uh, which is right off of Carlson Street here in Cheyenne, and then follow the directions once you come in the, in the parking lot. Our staff will be here on Easter Sunday only. If you're watching on Wednesday, we won't be here uh, to greet you out in the parking lot. But from 10 to 1, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., our staff will be here to greet you, direct you, pray for you. We're going to give you some instructions and then send you out to make an impact in our community. The staff is going to be following all of the social distancing guidelines and, and be wearing masks and, and gloves and, and all of that. We're not going to contact any of you. Uh, we're not going to come in contact with, with any of you, so don't worry about that. But, but we are mobilizing our church today. We're mobilizing our church to leave the building and do some things that are in our control in this out-of-control time. When you arrive, you will receive this tour guide. I'm just calling it a tour, a tour guide. This guide gives you all the instructions you need for, for what you're being sent out to do with some purpose. Uh, we're asking everyone to choose three specific locations in town to drive to and then pray over. Okay, we can control our prayers. Now you might say, well, I, I don't know what to pray for. I don't know how to pray. Then you are the perfect candidate, right? Because in the tour guide, there is a suggested prayer for you to pray. There's also some scripture for you to read before you pray. And so make sure and bring a Bible with you as, as well. Also, we've set up an audio guide for you to follow. At each one of the locations, there's a phone number in the guide for you to call. And then when you call that number, there's a recorded message from me and a prayer that I pray. You can just use that prayer if you want to as your prayer for that location. Uh, the first place we want you to go is to choose a government facility, uh, state capitol, city hall, federal building, whatever it is. Second location is a frontline or first responder location, hospital, fire department, uh, police station. And then the third location is some kind of education facility, a school of some choice. At each location you choose, we are going to live out a part of our purpose. And we're going to pray for God's power and peace and provision to be poured out upon our community Today And listen, church, there is no restriction, there is no virus, there is no government authority that can stop the power of prayer or can stop the church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell itself shall not prevail against it. So we won't let a virus and we won't let restrictions and we won't let snow stop the power of prayer in our church today. You might notice we didn't do worship today because we have a suggested worship playlist for you to listen to. It's not required that you use this playlist. It's just some songs that are meaningful to me that I thought might be meaningful to you. You can download the Spotify app on any mobile 
mobile device and then on Spotify, search Prayer Walk Playlist by Element Church, all lowercase, all one letter for Element Church. You don't have to play that one. It has nothing to do with what we're doing. It's just suggested. You can play your own worship. If you have your own worship, that's fine. Each car will then receive three pre-postaged postcards. When you are done with your prayer parade, we're calling it, uh, we want you to handwrite a written note to each location you went to and then drop it in the mail this week. The cards on one side say you've been prayed for. On the other side, they are blank for you to write a handwritten note. And you might say, I don't know what to write. Perfect again. We gave you some examples of what to write in the tour guide that you'll be receiving. And just think of the encouragement and the impact that we can have when our community leaders, our educators, our frontline workers get inundated with handwritten notes of encouragement and support from our church this Easter week. And then finally, this is huge, finally, the first 200 cars that come, you will get to partner with us in a very special way to lead the way in generosity in our community. We have set aside $20,000 from our outreach budget to be given through you to our community. The first 200 cars will receive an envelope with $100 in it to be used to bless someone else in our community, whoever God leads you to do. You can buy lunch for your family on your own dime and then leave the, the $100 to the worker. You can buy something cheap at the grocery store and leave the $100 for the grocery store clerk. Uh, whatever, buy a gift card for somebody in need. Whatever the Lord leads you to do, we ask you to do that. This money that we give you is not to be kept and it's not to be given back to the church. So if you can't abide by that, just don't take it when you come through the line, all right? This is our way of empowering you to lead the way in generosity, that we serve a radically generous God, so we're gonna be a radically generous church. In a time where it's tempting to just hold on to everything and hoard everything, we wanna hold it with open hands and say, God, this all belongs to you. Would you use it to bless someone else in our community? While you're out, we want you to post pictures of you and your family on location. Make sure and tag Element Church in all of your uh, posts. Use the hashtags that we provided. All the instructions, again, in this tour guide that you will receive. Also, when you're done, if you would go to elementgivesback.life, elementgivesback.life, and let us know what you did where you prayed, how you served people with your generosity. We want to celebrate all that God's done in and through our church together online. If you don't live in Cheyenne or if you can't get out to participate today, you can still participate. So uh, later on today or tomorrow, we'll be posting this tour guide with all the instructions We'll leave the phone numbers live uh, for a little bit. So if you want to do this on your own for whatever community you live in, or if you just don't, don't want to leave your home, you can do that. You can write your own handwritten notes. You don't need the postcards to do that. So you can still participate. Uh, listen to the worship set on Spotify. Listen, we aren't going to be able to gather together today, but we are going to be able to go together. We're going to go and we're going to live out our purpose of praying for and delivering to our community the power and peace and provision of our risen Savior, Jesus 
Christ. The church has left the building. So starting at 10 a.m., you can come to the church, bring your canned good, the staff will greet you, we'll get you all the resources you need, and then we'll send you out, mobilizing our church to go bless our community on this very cold and chilly Easter day in Cheyenne, Wyoming. I love you guys so, so much. I miss you so much, and I can't wait to see you today. I pray that you'll brave the weather and come out and unite together as a church. I believe this will be a galvanizing time for our people. Let me pray for you, and then the church has left the building. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the great opportunity to gather together today online and celebrate your resurrection and Lord, I don't think there's anything more special for your church to do than to go on the day that you rose again. In the same way that you told your disciples, I'm sending you, Lord, I believe you're sending our church. So would today be a, 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 a history-making moment in our church? Lord, I pray we talk about this for years to come. The day that on Easter we left the building and we took your power and your peace and your provision to our community. Lord, thank you for the privilege of serving you. We love you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen.